Hello again, everyone. Drew Neiman here. Welcome to A Battle Within. I'll be joined by Tara Neiman, my wife and the inspiration for A Battle Within, in just a little bit. For those checking in for the first time, this is a podcast about our life experiences and those of our guests dealing with and managing post-concussive syndrome. I'd really suggest checking out episode number one to start. It explains what PCS is. Episodes 12 and 18 are also excellent. Dr. Rochester and Dale Walton offer great suggestions from a medical perspective that may help you or your loved one. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and help those recovering. One way to do this is to share. If you'd like for a chance to be on A Battle Within to tell your story, please reach out to us at abattlewithin.com or on Facebook at A Battle Within. We would be happy to consider it. In today's episode, Terry and I will be exploring vision and balance and the obstacles she's faced over the course of her three concussions. In some ways, they are related, and in other ways, they have been unrelated. It is not uncommon for concussed folks to have a serious concerns and work to do around both topics. In Terry's case, it also led to additional falls and injuries. We speak to the lessons learned and some of the adjustments and modifications implemented in the Neiman household. Before we move on to the episode, I just want to remind you to stay tuned. We have some upcoming episodes with some great guests coming in the near future, so please be sure to check them out as well. Okay, on to the episode. Here we go. Hi, Terry Neiman. Hi, everyone. Hi, Drew. Good to have you back here, Terry. Do you know... Thank you. This is episode number 20 for us in this journey. Well, now I do, because you just told me. Yeah, I don't know. Are you enjoying this little project of (laughs) ours? It's fun. I'm having a good time. Well, why I like it, to be honest with you, is because we're beginning some positive feedback, and I've always told you that if there wasn't value, I was out. If... Not value for me, but value for others. Right. I understand mm-hmm. that. So far, like what's been like the biggest surprise or the coolest thing for you in doing this? That, that, just that, the responses that are so positive and how people are saying it's helped them and the ways that it's helped them. All right. That's fair. That's fair enough. I would say the biggest surprise that I've had out of this was actually how much fun it's been. And actually getting yeah that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. getting to meet people that we wouldn't have oh that's awesome you know that that aspect that i've really enjoyed that you know community you know that really ranks up there too for me i guess it would be like a tied first there because i have really been liking that aspect myself yep good all right you ready to talk today uh, about the agenda yes all right i have two topics that i want to visit okay That Dr. Rochester in episode 12 spoke about, and very recently Dale Walton in episode 18. Okay. I I would like to take a little bit of a deeper dive with you if that is possible. Okay. You ready? I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I want, no, I'm talking about a deeper dive with as it pertains to you. Oh, all right. The two things that I am speaking to is balance and vision. We haven't really dug in deep about what they were like for you, right? My fun (laughs) symptoms. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, 
in talking to Dr. Rochester and in, to talking to Dale and speaking to some folks that have been on the program earlier, it appears that vision gets looked over quite a bit, you know, like mist. That's what right? I hear. Yeah. So we were lucky enough with you that it wasn't the, the case. Well, it took a it, while. But it took a while to get there. Yeah. You know, and then it took a while to get the prism lenses right. for my glasses. Right. So that is the vision side of it. But to begin with, I would really like to talk about balance first. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So balance, just to lay the groundwork, that's also the therapy that you would get would be from a vestibular physical therapist or vestibular therapy, right? Yes. I addressing the balance uh, concerns. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I'd be a good idea to explain what some of the symptoms are and what vestibular therapy is at first for the folks out there who might not know. Okay. Okay. Vestibular rehabilitation is an exercise-based program designed by a specially trained vestibular physical therapist to improve balance and reduce problems related to dizziness. So what's dizziness then comes the next question. So it is defined as feelings of unsteadiness, wooziness, lightheadedness, feelings of passing out, sensations of moving, spinning, floating, swaying, tilting, and whirling, otherwise known as vertigo. Tell us about the dizziness that you had in concussion number two. Two. Oh. Yes. Well, two. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. Okay, because I was going to say, mine weren't as vestibular-based, I don't think, with yeah, concussion number three. Yes. It's but, more vision-related. Right. But uh, concussion number two was definitely vertigo. I... um. Actually, that's how I got concussion number two was a really bad bout of vertigo from concussion number one. I spun out, cut me, like, hold myself up and dropped, just like passed out yeah. almost, um, and hit, on my way down, hit a porcelain tub. Yeah, and I guess it lasted like three days where I could barely yeah, lift you. my head up and kept was like I can't control my head. It was too heavy, and I couldn't really stand. Right, and you worked with a PT back where we used to live, a vestibular therapist, right? In yeah, Montgomery County. Right, she was great. She uh, took care of, I guess, the crystals in the head. Yeah, the crystals. Ears. I think that Dale talked about. Yeah, and um, within no time had me back to. You know, doing pretty good. I mean, I still had balance issues here and there, but she. Um, it was. It was pretty fast that she yeah. was able to take care of me. I thought it was significantly better after you spent some time with her. It worked. Really, yeah. the therapy worked, is yeah. in my view, right? Definitely. You know, and you were kind of like almost 100% recovered and back to life as you knew it for that period of time, right? Yes. I think the only thing that was missing at that period of time was your lingering fear about getting back on the bicycle because that's what happened in the first yes. place. Yes. And obviously, I still had some mm -hmm. balance issues, but more importantly, at that time, was more confidence issues, probably, right? Yeah, I was About worried. Me. I had a little trauma going on. Yeah. The one time you tried to get back on your bike, mm -hmm. you basically had a panic attack. Well, that was only when we came to the part that was exactly like my fall. It was a down uh, hill going down and then veering to the right, which was exactly... 
the situation that had happened with me. So I just got off the bike and started walking, and that was where it was kind of over right there, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't try to get back on the bike and get over that because shortly thereafter, number three came. I remember that was the time period. So maybe we'll get back to that once you're over number three. I shouldn't say over. I should say feeling a lot better to that point that you feel like you can ride again. Was there anything else that lingered that I'm not recalling from concussion number two around the balance? I feel I was myself and a... And a hundred percent where I needed to be and working and back to working out. I was in a good place mentally, emotionally, physically, all that, the, any of the, I had, I tend, I did gain some weight from the first, the first and then the second concussion, but I was on my way to losing that and getting back into the shape that I started in before the first concussion. So everything was going the way I wanted it to be going. Okay. Do you think this last concussion, this last time around, that you've had some concerns both from an emotional and medical perspective? Like, for example, a fear of falling is a real fear for you now, I think. Uh, It's also valid because my balance Mm. isn't good. Right. It's not just a fear. It comes from It comes from the right place. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. It, it's it's affecting you is what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And once you fall, hit your head, that type of thing, uh, you become a, a higher fall risk. So obviously you've been fully aware of that. And unfortunately, PCS is even higher in women and even higher if not treated right away. So you have to pay attention to those things as well, right? Okay. From this last accident, also your pelvis was shifted, which isn't helping the balance or wasn't helping the balance early yeah. on too because you were out of whack even structurally in your pelvis. Do you think that this led to a lot of balance concerns or just part of the equation? Part of the equation. Okay. But take take it all together. There were issues yeah. because I know that it was my vision, it was vestibular, it was the the pelvis shift. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was probably more that I'm forgetting about. <laughs> I had like every issue with balance that there could have been. Now, with the balance issues that Terry had in his last concussion, it actually led to additional injuries. Yeah. You know, she went through a period of time where she actually stepped out our front door and did not do that properly and rolled and snapped her ankle, literally then was in a boot for Uh, a period of time. Severely broke it. Yeah, she broke her ankle. She also one day... Due to balance issues, she bent down to fix something or grab something, and she actually almost took her two fingers off while no, you forgot the, the whole bushes. story. Yeah. yeah, it was an electric edge yeah. cutter. You were but waiting for me bend, to yeah. Why'd you bend down? <laughs> Tell us, Terry. Uh, because a little OCD in me and perfectionist, there was a piece that I wanted to get that was yeah. down lower on the bush, so I bent down and. Uh, then lost my balance. I, I don't really do well going lower. Mm-hmm. Like even today, when I was going low to reach into the doggy basket, well, number one, it's my head starts pounding, and that just throws me off. Uh, I don't know why that is. I wish I can get to the bottom of that, but that throws off my balance, and then I tend to get up a little discombobulated and very unbalanced. Yeah. This last concussion, too, also your, your gait's been bad because your pelvis is off which makes you wobbly. Well, I 
thank my chiropractor's taking care <laughs> yes. of that, right? If Dr. Sonia's listening, she knows she's right. taking and care she's, of me. Um, it's getting fixed still. And, you know, you held your neck actually crooked for a period of time, which didn't help with your balance. Yeah, that drove Dale crazy. She used yeah. to take pictures to prove it to me. Yeah, so, but your head was crooked because you were compensating to try to get better with your eyesight, but yet doing that was throwing your balance off even worse because you were holding your head crooked. <laughs> so, that's certainly what was happening. Now, what kind of modifications have you made to compensate for all these ba- balance issues over the years? A walking stick. A walking stick, or very good. Or a cane. Yeah. Um, because it uh, helps me for when I can feel. Right. I don't use it to lean on. I use it to feel and give me more sense of my world. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really feel really off. Or I'm going into a situation that's throwing me off more. And it's more noisy, more visual input. I feel unsure, so I tend to I, I could I, I've been I've been better about it lately lately but uh, what use the cane to help me right navigate the, the other thing that you do that's kind of fascinating to me and Dr. Rochester spoke about it like Terry if she doesn't have the stick or the cane she touches the walls anything she could touch <laughs> oh, yeah. along the side I touch does, chairs and walls right to get the sense of the field to I, get the sense right I also don't speed I don't walk at the pace I used to walk. I yeah. was never a speed walker, but I yeah, slow down. Um, yeah, I'm five one, so I'm not going anywhere quick with my legs. But I did walk quicker, and I do not walk as quick. And I don't like to look left or right or up, especially up or down. Yeah, while walking, if I'm like in the city or I want to look at something, and it's my city, so I'm familiar with it. But I'm checking something out. I'm gonna stop look then yes. walk also curbs i will stop i don't i used to just like step roll, down and go yeah roll over them like instinctually like, yeah. and not mm-hmm. even think about it now i have to stop think about it and then get my foot to move yeah the other thing too that i think we got that was helpful also was a handicap pass because it allows us when you're not feeling your best to get a little closer yeah, that was yeah. really with big for the brain drain yeah. because there were times where I couldn't even navigate out right. of a store. Like going in, I walked in like a normal person and coming out, I walked out like a handicapped person. Right. That was like, thank goodness my car wasn't that far. It still it, happens. And that kind of leads me into like the walking in and out of the store and being wobbly was both vision and balance related and it was probably a vision, vision suffering a little bit that was throwing your balance off at that, that period of time. Because sometimes they've been intertwined. Like that bad information from my vision right. to my brain. And it was making you kind of wobbly. Yeah. You know, when you were tired and you had the brain drain, that type of thing that we've spoken about before. So let's talk about your vision concerns and dysfunctions. You need to bring in a neuro-optometrist like Dr. Collins or Dr. Desmond or both of them and talk to them. That's exactly Get the real lowdown. right. Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say that they're the folks who handle the vision is the, the neuro-ophthalmologist or optometrist. Optom- I can never yeah. say it right. Sorry. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you didn't have any real concerns with your vision after your first or second concussion, right? Well, we don't know because it was never tested. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point, Terry. The only thing that's tested, like Dr. Rochester 
was it Dale? No, it was Dale. Dale pointed out on those concussion yeah. sheets this one question, and, you've, uh, and there, I'm sure those of you that have concussions, you know that concussion sheet that I'm talking about? You fill out your symptoms and you're reading yeah. it. Well, there's one question that's related to vision, the blurry and the uh, double. Double vision. Yeah, double vision. Yep. Yes, and that's it. So that's all I did with my la- my Montgomery County neurologist, Dr. Chowdhury. I just did the testing in the office and then those kind of answer those kind of questions. So never had uh, further testing on my vision. So who knows? Did you feel your vision was off knowing what you know now, looking back? I, to be honest, I don't remember. Oh, that's fair enough. I was just wondering. I mean, I was curious about it too, but I didn't remember anything significant like going crazy with your vision the first two that would even have me recollect to say, oh, it was missed last time or the second time. So I didn't see any. Yeah, maybe so, not. Yeah. So what are some of the con- concerns or issues you have with, the, with this last concussion around vision? Made it really difficult to use my eyes, to look in certain directions. Even when we were sitting at a restaurant, I have to get position myself so that it didn't bother my eyes when I looked at a person or I would ask a person to move into the field of vision that actually was helpful for me. If I used my eyes too long or too much, I'd have severe migraines or head pounding situations. That would obviously not be fun. So it created problems with reading because my eyes didn't want to move smoothly and back and forth either or team correctly. So I like reading a lot. That became an issue. Much more, uh, I became much more of an um, audible book person where I can listen to it. And that's how I got my fill of uh, reading, even though that was much later down the road because I didn't really listen to many books in the beginning either. So I think that's, do you think I covered it all? Yeah, I, I wrote down a few things too that, may or may not have spoken about before, but you struggle at times to filter the input that's coming in, obviously. Oh, yeah, like mentally confused. Like the filter part of it, it's Mm -hmm. not always connecting. Initially, especially, but still to this day, you don't have the ability to drive but short distances. Oh, yeah, how can I forget that? Right. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Yeah. And coming along with that is not only just the driving, but the motion sickness of it. Sometimes you're a little, you know, queasy motion, yeah. whether you're driving or in the passenger seat. Bring out whatever. a lot of symptoms. Oh, yeah, and I can't see 3D anymore. I yeah. found that out from that movie, and I think we talked about that yeah, in a prior did. episode. Yeah. And now I uh, went from being able to see 3D to not being able to see 3D. And when I wear those glasses and try I guess my eyes are trying to yeah. converge and do yeah. what they They're need to do. They're trying to do the work. I you actually wear get very out. symptomatic really quickly. Yeah. So 3D movies are out. Okay, so this last time around, and uh, let's not forget, let me say this first. Fluorescent lights seem to be an issue for you, my own observation as well. You don't do well in areas that fluorescent lights, you, you go downhill in a hurry, my opinion. Maybe it's a little noise they make. I don't know. Yeah, or the frequency of the lights themselves. I'm not Maybe. really sure, but it could be an office building. You know, the doctor's office can happen there too, or oh, a yeah. store. Also, really tall. I don't know what it is about the tall. Maybe that brings in the sound part. 
but uh, tall ceilings. Yeah, I remember when we went yeah. into that one restaurant that had the really tall ceilings and mm. everything was echoing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah. we turned around and left. Yeah, and then sometimes with Costco and they have really tall ceilings, but I don't know if that's part of it. That's just a guess. I don't know if that has anything to do with vision. So, can you give us a little background, Terry, on the prism glasses? And what what are they for? How'd they help you? What was the testing like? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. All right. that, that's, that's why, why you're going to bring them on. All right. All right. So all I know, I'll tell you yeah. from yeah, like layman's what, term. Yeah, yeah all absolutely. Right. So all I know is that when Dr. Collins put them on, all of a sudden my world made sense. I was like, wow. Bingo. This sense of peace and relaxing i was no longer like so tense and tight and feeling like um survival defense mechanism mm. mode going haywire it was yeah, like okay fight I, can, flight. Yeah. I let go here a little bit relax and uh everything kind of calmed down and i just did not want to take them off if i recall they also made it so there was a little bit more clarity so what people known as brain fog wasn't as bad when you put them on. Yeah. It kind of cleared No, it wasn't up. perfect. I'd yeah. say it was like 70%. Yeah. But for me, I'll take that. Now, it took forever for you to get the prism glasses, if you recall. It was like yeah. six or nine months. And I recall Dr. Rochester basically fighting with the insurance company. And Dr. Collins, too. And Dr. Collins. And that was because they didn't want to pay yeah. for them. They didn't understand them. Right. That was what... Um, I recall Dr. Rochester saying, and it's not just with you, but often enough, the insurance companies don't understand the significance yeah. and importance of the prism glasses themselves. Right. So if you're fortunate enough and you can go see a neuro-optometrist opt- 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 and you end up having the ability to get prism glasses, uh, just beware that it might take a little while to actually end up with them. Do you think that they also helped reduce symptoms for you? Besides, like, just clearing it up for you? You were all making sense? Do you think it reduced symptoms? Yeah, I think it helped my eyes. Okay. I like, it, made, it made it... My symptoms were still there, and I still had symptoms, but they didn't happen. At, uh, it took longer to get there. I didn't tire as quickly. My eyes didn't tire as quick. Well, I felt like my... I don't know. It just felt like my symptoms were still there, but it was a lot better at, at, again like at that 70 percent i right. would say do you think the modifications that you've made for balance also kind of cross over into the vision side you know such as the walking stick you know other than your glasses obviously the do they cross glasses. over into yeah, that? Like the modifications that you've made there yeah yeah that's what i think too in both cases you've gotten considerably better that's for sure from the initial injury Oh, right. I agree. Yeah, so I, I do too. Would you say that your intensity with the therapy combined with the tools and times passing are the big reasons for it, or is there more to it? That vision therapy, because after the PRISM, uh, so every, the folks know, that yeah. after the vision test and then the PRISM lenses, they found convergence access, right? right? I went through vision therapy, and I think I was going, was it going twice a week? I believe so, yep. That was very helpful, but I have to tell you, it was very tiring, and it would bring out symptoms. But uh, I, you know, not so unbearable that I couldn't, couldn't continue or go back. Uh, it was something I stuck with it because I saw the benefit and I saw myself improving. 
I think at this particular point, I've probably reached maybe they won't see much more. And I know there's still some issues. Uh, I'm not going to vision therapy anymore. I just go back periodically for testing. Checking out, make sure you're not getting worse or need adjustments, that type of thing. Yeah, but mm, I don't think there's much improvement when they... From the last maybe two tests. Okay. Are there any other comments, suggestions, or tips that you would pass along to the listeners as it pertains to balance and vision before we wind it down? I would say based off of what Dale said and Dr. Rochester said, and also my own experiences that anyone who has not gotten tested, get tested, find a neurooptometrist that deals with Concussions. concussions and yeah. get tested find out if that may be some of the reasons for yeah we, we lingering even, concerns yeah we even learned about that where their neuro optim i can never say the neuro i'm not bailing you out this time <laughs> the eye doctor that we've been speaking of <laughs> uh they specialize some of them actually specialize in concussion patients oh yeah i'm sure yeah. They, i'm sure right well, Terry, thank you again for your honesty and your commitment to a battle within. It is appreciated. Oh, you're welcome, Terry. And I'm looking forward to the next 20 episodes or yeah, so. Yeah, this be fun. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> All right. Anything you'd like to say before I shut it down for the evening? Nope. Okay. Bye, folks. Have a great evening. All right. If you would like to be featured on a battle within, please Or day. Hey, could be a day. Sorry. <laughs> I'm forgetting is where it's evening for us. Yeah. It could be day when they're listening. Okay. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> if you'd like to be featured on a battle within, please reach out to us on our contact page at a battlewithin.com. Tell us a little bit about your story and we'll be sure to get back in touch with you. Please take the time to subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever you may listen and be sure to share with everyone in your life you feel who could benefit. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook at abattlewithin. Show notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash zero to zero. Until next time, for those recovering, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone recovering, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Say goodbye, Terry. Goodbye, everyone. All right, take care, folks. Keep battling. <laughs>